Another day, another pay-per-view in Saudi Arabia. Crown Jewel happened this past Saturday. We have five championship matches as well as some other marquee matchups. Let's talk about it. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Thank God for Wrestling Podcast. I am co-host number one, CJ McClure. Co-host number two, Johnny King. We're recapping Crown Jewel today. Opening match, we got Seth Rollins defending the World Heavyweight Championship against Drew McIntyre. Johnny, I have a lot of bullet points about this match. So, unless if you want to go first or you don't have a preference. I don't have a preference, man. I was just going to say this was probably my match of the night, I would say. They started off strong. I don't know if I, I wasn't really expecting. I didn't know what I was going to expect or what to expect when this match came about. But I know Seth can go. I know Drew can go. So I was not let down. This match was this match was great. Yeah. Yeah, I think absolutely. It was a solid opener. I just have a lot of details I want to talk about. Byron Saxton is not a good announcer. You don't think so? No. Bro, I thought he did great. And Twitter thought he did great. That's crazy. Mm-mm. I literally Yarr, tweeted, Yarr, bro. I, tweeted. I was like, yo, Byron's, Byron's not bad on the mic, bro. No, he was trying to do his Howard Finkel impression. Bro's not Howard Finkel. Bro, I thought he I thought he did good. Uh, I was like, I was like, I wouldn't mind hearing more from him. He didn't do bad. I personally miss seeing him at commentary. I think he's not bad at being the backstage interviewer. No, I'm That's fine with crazy. I'm fine. Hot, I'm take, fine. hot take, hot take. Well, I stand by it. I perfectly am fine with Samantha Urban. Oh, yeah, for sure. She's goaded. Number two, this crowd was heavy behind Drew. It, it made me feel a little bad for him that he took the L. I mean, I, I it's something about when they go overseas. I mean, being in Europe is a given, right? Because he's from Scotland. But even Saudi Arabia, they were behind him. Not that they were behind Seth. They just, they were behind Drew. Yeah. That belly-to-belly suplex outside the ring was a nice spot. Small hot take. I think Drew McIntyre's spine busters are very underrated. Yeah, yeah. He just, I don't think he does them that often. He's just yeah. Like, yeah. The front flip or the front flip back flip combo that uh Seth does from time to time. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I actually used to do that on 2K, and I remember I did it once in a match. And then the first time I saw Seth do that watching it in a match, like this is years ago, I was like, hey, I did that before. Mm-hmm. So I always that, that's kind of a soft spot for me seeing Seth pull out those moves. Uh that sidewalk slam on the apron was another nice spot. That was I really crazy. Yeah, I really love the counter into the the pedigree. That was a nice transition. What a near fall after the Claymore. I mean, that was a pretty good near fall. And, I mean, yeah, I mean, just an, an absolutely solid opener. But just like with Seth and Shin back in Payback, I just had mixed feelings on the ending. I mean, makes sense with the pedigree and stomp, you know, the finisher spam, but... I felt like the super kick into the Claymar was a little repetitive yeah. and just the, the few seconds of pause of getting to the cover, I didn't like. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, I didn't like that because 
I was like, is it going to end here or, or what? And like, I feel like it kind of made Drew look a little weak because he's already going to look a little weak when he, if he loses to Seth, like clean. And the fact that he waited like literally like three seconds before he went for the cover, I was like, I don't, I don't know. Like Drew's kind of going out. Like, I don't, I don't like how, how that ended, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I appreciated Sammy costing Damien Priest's cash in. I like that, you know, with Sammy, on his own without Kevin mm -hmm. and judgment days. Like I'm, I'm going to take you guys down. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate the part line moving forward. Mm -hmm. You know, anytime Rhea Ripley has a segment with other male wrestlers, it just resonates with me for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. Nah, I, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like just, just seeing Drew like that, looking at Rhea, she's just, the, yeah, the look she gave him, like, you should you should have took our offer up. You could have been yep. a champion right now, but, yeah. So, before we transition to the next match, I got a hot take, and I got, I got a question for you. So, the first hot take is, you know, before I even get to this hot take, best match of Seth's reign so far. I, I do think, like, recently he's been kind of getting better and better. Yeah. I think this, this is up there with the SummerSlam match with Balor. But the hot take is this. Seth Rollins is a better chaser than a champion. Oh, for sure. For sure, yeah. I feel yeah. like Seth's reigns have a tendency to become stale, and it kind of takes a lot for them to, like, feel like it's a he's, like, fighting and it's a championship reign. And it, I don't know. It take, it, I enjoy Seth when he's chasing more rather than when he has the belt. That That's not – yeah, I agree with that. I would probably even make it even hotter take and say that – Seth is sometimes a better mid-card champion than a world champion. Just yeah. because, like, back in 2018 when he won the IC title for the first time, I mean, Michael Cole said himself, Red Hot Rollins. I mean, like, everyone was just behind him, mm -hmm. and, he, and he was a mid-card champion. But be that as it may, Seth has always been still a good champion in general, no matter what he holds. I mean, three-time double champion, a dual champion, a mm -hmm. Grand Slam champion. I mean, Seth Rollins is synonymous with gold. Mm -hmm. I mean, I will honestly say... He doesn't even need a belt sometimes. Like, look, look at the matches he had with Cody when Cody first came to WWE. Like, those are three bangers, and they were not for a belt at all or had anything to do with the championship. So, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So, now my question for you. I actually didn't even write this down. I thought of it as I was finishing Crown Jewel today. And this isn't even a criticism. Like, I feel like this is just a valid question. Because we, we've been talking about it, you know, as long as we've been doing this that Seth is going to drop in at WrestleMania to Gunther, most likely. But where do we go from here with Drew? Like, because I honestly, I, I do feel bad for Drew, you know? Like, I mean, I know they play the real-life storyline, but, like, I mean, he hasn't had his moment in front of the fans. You know, he hasn't. He, the Royal Rumble is the closest, you know? I mean, and you could see the emotion came over him. COVID affected everybody. It affected us. We were seniors in high school. And... I mean, his two world title wins were during the Thunderdome era, the pandemic era. So, I mean, wh where do we go from here with Drew? I guess very quickly on the spot, how would you book it from here on out with Drew McIntyre? Honestly, bro, you want? I don't. I don't think Drew's gonna resign. I think his contract is up in the spring of next year. I don't see him if they don't have any plans for him. I don't see him staying with WWE. And if I were to book it, I honestly don't know if if I don't think I could see happening is him feuding with Gunther, but I would 
the thing was like I wouldn't have him beat Gunther. So I really don't know where there, there's a place for Drew right now. Um, I mean he hasn't had a feud with Cody yet. Uh so if Cody ends up beating Roman at WrestleMania, then I could kind of see maybe Drew and Cody having a I just don't see Drew winning a championship if like a a, a high like a main event championship in like the next the next year at least. Like I, I feel like he's kind of stuck, you know. Yeah, and it's just it's just the hands he's he's been dealt, right? I mean yeah. I I I'm Obviously, the rumor was that there was tension between him and management when they were mm. trying to figure out his new contract earlier this summer. But we're going to get to it. But Roman is the guy right now, right? Yeah. I mean, just lighting in a bottle. We've been in the presence of greatness for three years now. He's been him. It's just, it's just, it is what it is. Mm. You know, if if they didn't finally pull the trigger on heel Roman Reigns, maybe Drew would have had his moment in front of the fans, but. Yeah, I mean, if it were me, maybe I would, whoever beats Gunther before WrestleMania for the IC title, maybe Drew beats that person WrestleMania for the IC title, so he has kind of that moment. But other than that, I I don't really know. Even yeah. then, I feel like it's forcing it. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, mean, I what were you going to say? You're good. I, I was, I was going to say, I mean, I hope Drew doesn't leave because I'm I'm based, I'm biased. I'm, yeah. I'm always going to be guy respect to AEW and other companies but just I hope Drew doesn't leave because I think the best parts of his career have been in his second run WWE but we'll see I mean the man's gonna do what's best for him yeah I just feel like ever since uh he gave the title up like after he had his COVID run like he just hasn't had the same like he hasn't had a spark yet and we've been waiting for that spark but it's kind of hard for the fans to get behind him a little bit at least the fans in the United States and he's just kind of been just like here and there not really in major storyline so unless they turn him into like a com a, like a complete heel and they just have him terrorize the whole raw brand or whole smackdown brand maybe i could see something coming out of that but as of right now i don't know man it sucks like he's such a good talent and he's such a great asset to the company but when there's no place for you there's no place for you and honestly if we weren't in the roman reigns era like seth rollins said like being in the roman reigns era you have to accept the fact that you'll always be below him like he's the guy until he until he like says he's hanging up his clip or his his boots bro like it's just it just it is what it is it's just circumstances yeah. yeah i mean we mentioned it you know in the dream match video roman's a draw you know hogan wanted hogan fantasize a match with him because it takes a draw to know a draw like back in hogan's era when hogan was the guy honky talk man said it himself People knew they were going to be below Hogan. So that's why they were competing to lose to Hogan in the main event. Mm -hmm. So at least they would be getting that paycheck, the yeah. main event paycheck to receive the leg drop. Yeah. Paycheck in the Roman era to receive the spear or guillotine. Yeah. But a bit of a tangent there. Oh, but before we move on, I did want to mention one thing. Uh, Will Ospreay quoted WWE's tweet of Drew McIntyre versus Seth, and he put the eye emojis. And then Seth re replied back. It, the water is warm here. And Will Ospreay's contract with New Japan is coming up soon. And I would love if WWE signed him. Like, I hope they know that they would have to use him. They they could they cannot flop with him. They would have to use him the best as they can. But if Will Ospreay comes to WWE, I feel like that is a major, major, major get. And I, I'm here for it, bro. I'm here for it. I did see that. And just my quick thoughts on it. I think that'd be absolutely awesome. But... I almost don't want Will to come to WWE because I honestly feel like WWE will find a way to screw it up. Yeah, literally. I mean, that's what I'm thinking. 
like I I am not as educated on Osprey as you are, but I mean, from what I've seen, I mean, Osprey is in the S tier. You got to use it in the right way, wow. just just like you said. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, we'll see. I I, I <laughs> the water's warm here. That that's a that's a pretty cool line by Seth. So transitioning now to a match for the Women's World Championship. Unpopular opinion, I was actually kind of excited for this match, and I was liking the build for it. Like, I loved it, it, it on Raw when it almost like everything came back to haunt Nia Jax and everybody attacking her and then attacking mm-hmm. each other. When Rhea Ripley hit the riptide on the security officer or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, but she turned because she had to face the camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's strong, man. Strong. So, I mean, I got... So I was excited for this, and I'll get to my, my closing thoughts, but just the way Saudi Arabia just didn't care about Nia Jax. Like, they didn't boo her, but they just didn't make any noise. Yeah, they just were very indifferent. They didn't know what to do, yeah. Yeah, it was like, okay. Um, Rhea Ripley's entrance was interesting. Yeah, I, I was reading it, and I think it's like when they're honoring like a woman, uh, it's like a certain ceremony the men do to like honor the woman. So I think that's what they were doing there. That's what I read. Okay. But um, yeah, I thought the match was it was okay. Uh, I just don't like how whenever there's a woman's match that's involving three or more women, they always do that same like superplex powerbomb spot. It's like no matter no matter the match, they always do it. I'm like. You guys can think of something better, but that's oh, my only that, yeah, that's my only thing. That was one of my bullet points that it just seems like it's a, a tradition yeah. for there to be a multi-person superplex in a match involving more than two wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not just like multi-women match. Yeah, it, can, yeah, it happens in the men's and it happens yeah. in tag match too. Yeah. Which sometimes they find a way to make it fresh mm-hmm. and it still looks kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, today, I mean, for this one, I was just like, I mean, we've seen this before. So yeah, like, it, just, it wasn't like a bad move. It was just like, yeah, we've seen it. Yeah. It's just like old reliable, you know, like it's like ever since Shawn Michaels and McFoley did the announcer table spot, it's been used ever since. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just kind of, it's just a tradition now. But yeah, uh, just a few of the details for me. It was Zoe Stark's corkscrew move kind of like over-the-top rope mm-hmm. on Nia Jax. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really cool. Just really yeah. displayed her athleticism. Shayna doing three submissions was pretty funny for me. That was good. Yeah, that was, that was pretty funny, yeah. I respect the creative finish, but it was still a little goofy for me. Like, it reminded me of the six-pack challenge back in, like, what was it, 08, 09? I think it was 09. Mm-hmm. No, 08. And Hardy, Jeff Hardy went for the cover when he mm-hmm. was already and Triple yeah. H went for the cover. I'm like, when Bro could have just went to go break up the cover. Mm-hmm. You know, why would Raquel go for the cover? Like, if she would have done it really quickly, and then the ref went and counted, and then Rhea did it to break it up, kind of like when Gunther hit the splash on Sheamus yeah. and Drew uh-huh. break up the cover, yeah. I would have understood that. But it's the fact that Raquel did it slowly, and anybody with half a brain in Rhea's situation would have noticed what she was doing. Yeah. So. Yeah. Again, it was creative, but I'm just like, could have been executed a little bit better. But but like you said, it was an overall good match for me. I just feel like it didn't reach its potential. I mean, the brawl they had on Raw, that was its potential, and the crowd was into yeah. that. 
Yeah, I honestly thought it ended a little early. I don't think it, it had a chance to fully reach the climax. Um, but yeah, honestly, Nia Jax was like, I guess she was supposed to be like a, one of the stars of the match, in my opinion, but she kind of fell to the wayside because I was paying more attention to Zoe and uh Shayna than anything. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, right person won. Obviously, it would have been a huge curveball if we had dropped the belt, but yeah. good enough for me. So, addressing a commercial, War Games will officially be at Survivor Series again, yes, just sir. like last year, and the absolute right call. Yes, sir. If they didn't do War Games, I would question, I would question WWE, but they knew that they had to do it. So, I do think, I think they should do a little bit of both, though. Yeah, like do... have one Survivor match and one War Games match. Yes, okay, I stay. Say honor the tradition, right? Because mm-hmm. that's what Survivor Series started off as. But I feel like War Games is here to stay. Yeah, for sure. So, but I would I say bring in best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. Maybe two Survivor Series matches, traditional matches, and two War Game matches. Yeah, I can see that for sure. That could probably be a majority of the card right then and there. Yeah. Depending on what else they do. So now we got Solo Sokoa versus John Cena. So I'm gonna start off with just a hot take. This start up this sorry, can't English. This is just something I thought of right when the match began. And really, it's probably not even a hot take. I feel like most people are gonna agree with me. The fact that Solo Sokoa's first one-on-one key premium live event match was against John Cena. Solo Sokoa is a future world champion. Oh, for sure, bro. For sure. Yeah, it's it's on lock. Yeah, yeah. And isn't it isn't it just crazy that this match happened? Like this wasn't like for me a huge dream match that I want to see mm-hmm. in present day wrestling. Mm-hmm. But it's just like when you really take a step back, you're like, John Cena has wrestled his dad on an episode yeah. of SmackDown. Yeah, literally. John Cena has wrestled Umaga. Yeah. John Cena has wrestled Roman Reigns, The Rock. I probably the Usos. I know he's at least had segments with them. I mean, the meme is true. John Cena has really been feuding with the whole bloodline. No, literally, yeah, yeah, bro. Um, the it was a good like storytelling match. I wasn't expecting a lot because obviously John Cena. He said like he's he can't give it. A, he can't give what he can anymore. But I thought it was a good storytelling match. I just wasn't expecting like John to get demolished like he did. I just wasn't expecting that. I thought it was going to be like a hard win for Solo, but they really just showed they that proves how they want how dominant they want Solo to be in the future. For sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is probably the only match on the card where I didn't wasn't really 100% sure of who was going to win because I, I thought about it both ways. I was like, okay, John doesn't really need a win anymore. He's yeah. John Cena. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, he's here, right? He could go back to Suplex City, and he's still going to be here. Mm-hmm. And, and Solo's the young star, right? I mean, he's eventually probably, my prediction is going to face Roman at the Royal Rumble or Elimination Chamber. That'll be his first main event. Well, that's not true. Main, one-on-one main event match. Mm-hmm. And like I said, he'll be a future world champion. But then when they mentioned that John hasn't won a match since 2018, the yeah, 2000, yeah, I was like, you know, they usually don't bring up details like that for no reason. Yeah, that got me thinking. 
Right. So yeah. I was like, maybe John will win this and they'll stretch it out. And then mm -hmm. Solo will have like two decisive victories. And no, like like you said, I mean, it, it was competitive to an extent. And then as soon as Solo hit the spike, it was just murder. <laughs> three, bro. Crazy, bro. Right. Hey. So. Yeah, I just said that. Sorry, you're spacing out. Good, bro. I liked John's strategy of attacking Solo's thumb in his hand. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. Like, like to me, that's like, okay, it's like it's his veteran status, right? Like, he knows certain wrestlers got their thing, got one makes them dominant, go attack that, and it just shows his veteran status. I liked Solo's diving headbutt in the corner when John was, like, in the tree of woe, mm -hmm. and Solo just dove. That, that was pretty nice. Mm -hmm. John Cena hit a freaking choke slam. Yeah, I, bro. I don't. John Cena, I, I feel like, just pulls out more and more stuff at the order he gets, bro. I don't know. Right. Yeah, like from 2015 through 2017, mm -hmm. he was pulling out sunset flips, power bombs, mm -hmm. all this. And this is like one of the best choke slams he's ever hit. Yeah. I was like, that, 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 that caught me off guard. Okay, but this is just a critique, and this isn't because he's in the last few months of his career. He's always been bad at this. John has never been good hiding instructions in matches. Oh, bro, he, you can see him calling a spot from miles away. <laughs> miles away, bro. Everybody was talking about that, dog. Right. Like, John Cena's about to get Samoan Spike for the third time, and he's calling his spot. <laughs> and he just doesn't, he doesn't try to hide it either. That's the thing. He just doesn't care. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, from Suplex City to Spike City. Yeah, Spike City. I mean, yeah, I like that stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, for me, overall, this match was better than I than I expected. And I think this is John's best match of, like, this return in the fall. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. I mean, like, he hit the crossbody. I was like, okay, like, we've seen him hit that, you know, during this run. But I mean, when he hit the choke slam and just, like, just some other transitions, I was like, mm -hmm. okay, John had a little more left in the tank, or maybe he yeah. was like saving more of his yeah. energy while being for this match for mm -hmm. Solo. I think I think he's saving everything he has for his actual retirement match, oh, which is probably sure. going to be at a Mania some sometime. But yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, I mean, with everything he's been teasing recently on SmackDown, the "You deserve it," or I'm sorry, uh, "You still got it." Well, what mm -hmm. if I don't? WrestleMania 40 is probably going to be it. Yeah, for sure. So enjoy it while we have it. You know, John's been a part of our childhood. Yep. So now we got Miz and Grayson Waller's segment. And all I have to say is that it was cool to see Miz and Waller together. I hope this turns into a feud and the people elbow was funny. And that's all I have to say. Yeah, I I went to the kitchen when I saw this. I'm not going to lie. But yeah, it was cool. I would like to see a Grayson and Miz. Uh, like Miz is the gatekeeper, bro. If you if they want to test you, they put you with the Miz, bro. So, yeah, that's really it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, back at SummerSlam and the Battle Royal when Waller and Miz had like that temporary alliance. I said I was like I would like to see a tag team or a feud mm -hmm. or both. Yeah, seems like they're teasing a feud. Yeah, and that's all I got to say about that. Next, we got Logan Paul versus Rey Mysterio for the United States Championship. Please tell me I'm not the only one who thought this. Logan's entrance gave me John Cena WrestleMania 23 vibes. I can see that. 
I can yeah. see that. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, no crashing through glass, but nonetheless, driving yeah. in the uh -huh. arena. I thought yeah. that was cool. You got shades of the ultimate warrior, shades of Bruno San Martino. I mean, just Logan just continues to prove, like Michael Cole said, that he's a student of the game and changes his style for certain opponents. Because, and I'm not trying to dog on Ray. Ray has continued to defy Father Time, but we're obviously not watching 2006 Ray Mysterio. We're not mm -hmm. even watching 2018 Ray Mysterio when he was putting on bangers and Andrade. Ray can still go. Mm -hmm. to compare albums and oranges he can honestly probably still go more than john mm -hmm. but you can see that logan changed his style a little bit so there wasn't so much flippy dippy stuff because pulled out some of the moves like this yeah yeah honestly i mean the match was not it wasn't bad i would say it was just it was okay like it served its purpose it, it got done when it needed to be done. But I would say it was, it's definitely one of Logan's weaker matches since he's been back, for sure. I would say. But, like, it yeah. wasn't bad. But, like, if you compare it to, like, the Ricochet match, like, obviously Ricochet is able to do way more stuff than Ray is nowadays. But, yeah, I don't know. It wasn't It wasn't, It wasn't. wasn't bad, but um, I just don't, like, I just didn't like the ending. Oh, yeah, I'll get, I'll get to that. So... Logan almost had too much momentum on that slingshot clothesline. Did you mm -hmm. notice that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I thought that was that was kind of interesting. Logan freaking saved Ray, bro. That was crazy. Ray's head was going to hit the ground, bro. His neck was gonna. That's crazy. Yeah. So good on Logan scary, for the bro. ring. Yeah, good on Logan for having the ring awareness for that. Moonsault fallway slam though, that was pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. That was a cool move. Michael Cole made a good point. I, I, it's so interesting when WWE pokes fun at their own logic. Where was security? Bro, literally. <laughs> like, if you're going to do something like this, just make it make sense. But mm -hmm. you just, just security. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd be just going blind, I guess. Santos did that on purpose. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, we obviously talked about. Bro, the building towards yeah, yeah, yeah. He did that on purpose, bro. Hundred percent. Um, I did. I did not mind the ending. I'm not advocating saying it was good. It, it's just not a shocker to me that now back to back matches that Logan Paul has won have been dirty mm -hmm. because he is a heel. Mm -hmm. Um, the match was all right. I mean, I guess if this says anything, this probably just says something about me that I was such a Logan Paul hater, but. I didn't watch any of Logan. I didn't watch Logan Paul's first WrestleMania match. I didn't watch his SummerSlam match. Oh, really? This, this is the only one you've seen? Oh, no. Okay. Sorry. Context. Context. I haven't seen his SummerSlam match against The Miz. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. So, okay. I mean, and I'm probably never going to because that was back when I was a, like a, a hater like towards the wrestler. But then when he faced off against Roman Reigns, I was like, okay, I'll give this a shot. And that's when I was finally sold. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm probably never going to go back and watch those. So, for me, this match was still all right. But I definitely hear what you're saying, saying that it was like one of his weaker matches, too. But he does have it, bro. Logan Paul, he has it. Especially 100%. in this amount of time, he has it. He has it, for sure. I just didn't like the fact that, uh, so obviously the ending, uh, Logan Paul got the brass knuckles. Um, 
hit Ray. I just didn't like the ending where the brass knuckles were clearly on the mat. And then the ref had to act like he didn't see, but they were clearly in front of him, even though the I don't know, bro. It was I don't know. I don't know. It was just it was kind of clunky. I don't know. To be all that is in May. In a year, Logan Paul went from main eventing against one of the best in the world, stole the show, proved his worth. Yep. A year later, he's won his first championship. Yep. So here, but here's my question for you. And this is really what concerns me. Do we now have a part-time United States champion? Probably, for sure. He's not going to ever be full-time, I don't think. Just because he has so many different streams of income and he has the, his podcast, he has a whole bunch of other deals going on. But WWE is doing this for the sole purpose that he's a great performer. He's great in the ring. He's great on the mic. He's a social media presence. And the fact that he draws so much more eyes to the company like everybody who watched this podcast is going to see that United States championship sitting on his lap or sitting behind him every single episode until he loses it. So I I don't see it. I don't see it as a loss. It's just a win for WWE, really. Yeah, and and that's and that's all true. And I'm not going to argue with that. It's just I've always viewed the mid card titles, the IC title especially, but I feel like the United States title can also be kind of a workman's title. Yeah, I see that. I see what you're saying. I mean. I can't make the man do this, but I would personally like to just see Logan Paul maybe defend the championship once a month on SmackDown. Mm -hmm. Like, even if he's only showing up that once a month. Or maybe they turn that to a storyline. Like, Logan, you you got all this going on. We get it. Good for you. But you still work here, and you're holding a title that that belongs to us. So you need to defend it. So... I think that's this easy and simple way to bring in more viewership to SmackDown when he, mm-hmm. if and when he defends the title. That's how I would do it. We'll see what happens. It'd be all that is in May. Logan deserves this. Nothing against Ray, just the title reign was mid. I just, yeah. just didn't really know what to do with it. Logan deserves it. You just said it as well. It's going to be, it's great marketing for WWE when they're going to see that title on his podcast. I hope, I, I hope. Ever since they announced this match, Logan will hold on to the, the title until WrestleMania and drop it to LA Knight. Yeah, that's definitely a, it's it's already written itself. That's definitely yeah. happening for sure, for sure. If they don't do that, I don't know, I don't know what to do, man. I don't know. Because you said it back in the summer, you know, you you said, you know, like, why are they not doing LA Knight versus Logan Paul at SummerSlam? Yeah. Which but they I mean, and I argue they teased Ricochet and Logan Paul first, but then they teased it. In the summer when they were building up the money in the bank, it's perfect, perfect. Those guys, those guys are putting on a banger. No disrespect to Ray, I think LA LA Knight's athleticism is good enough, and Logan's athleticism, they they could potentially steal the show at WrestleMania. Yeah, for, sure. for sure, yeah. So the last few matches, I still have thoughts, just not a lot of details to point out. Next, we got Bianca Belair versus EO Sky for the WWE Women's Championship. Look, man, I'm I'm trying not to hate on EO, but just her matches have just been the, the sleep matches for me. I don't know, man. I I just don't because the last match her and Bianca put on was they it was insane. It was great. So I don't know what what was I don't know what went wrong with this one. Maybe it's because beyond this is Bianca's first big match back in like a couple months. I don't know. I don't know. But my main takeaway, man. Kyrie Sane came back. So I was happy when I saw her on the I just don't 
I just don't know if this was the right pay-per-view or PLE to bring her back just because they don't they don't know they're probably not familiar with Kyrie Sane. Um so I don't know. There would there wouldn't have been another time to because they're probably gonna have Randy at Survivor Series or CM Punk at Survivor Series. So they either had to settle for Crown Jewel or they had to do it like in a at a on a Raw or SmackDown or SmackDown one episode. But yeah, I don't know. But she's back. Uh, she helped Eo get the win, which we'll get into. But yeah, this was definitely definitely underwhelming compared to their last match. But I guess that could also attribute to like. A lot of different factors. Um, yeah, I mean, the crowd, the crowd definitely one. won. And I feel like they were just waiting. The whole buildup was for the Kyrie Sane return. So, um, I guess this match they maybe weren't focused on too much wrestling. They were just focused on telling the story between Kyrie Sane coming back and how is Bailey going to feel about that and how was Damage Control is going to do next. But yeah, man, I don't know. Yeah. I'll say this, and I, and I know they have to dress the way they do because they're just Saudi Arabia's culture. Mm-hmm. Fine, it is what it is. But Eva Sky's gear, bro, it's giving me like the Hardy Boys vibes. Fire. I, I, bro, I tweeted that. I was like, bro, Eo's gear is crazy, bro. So, I like that detail. And maybe that was their intention. Who knows? But yeah, Kyrie Sane's back. Awesome for WWE. It's adding more depth back to the women's division. I mean, we had Jade Cargill and now Kyrie Sane show up to WWE in like the past month. Yep. Huge W for the company. The return, just like the match, was underwhelming because of Saudi Arabia. Yeah. yeah. No disrespect. Disrespect to you guys. I'm not educated on some wrestlers. It just it is what it is. She can still hit that elbow, though, man. Bro. It's it's a thing of beauty, man. It's it's so great, bro. I got so hyped when I saw her, bro. I was like, oh my god, bro, she's back. So I think this is gonna be the end of damage control soon. Cause uh there have been rumors like Triple H is trying to get another, get some more Japanese women wrestlers. And I think they were in talks with Saray. She was in WWE for a little bit. She was on NXT, but they like rebranded 2.0, so it just didn't really work out. But um yeah so they might get her so if they have like a like a i'm down for like a a woman's japanese uh stable bro that'd be that'd be hard bro they could have definitely run wwe so maybe we'll get to see uh like bailey eo Kyrie, and someone else go against like bianca's team in the war, war games match in a perfect world won't happen but in a perfect world you do Japanese stable versus the four horsewomen in war games. Yeah, that'd be crazy for sure. That'd be crazy. Yeah. It won't happen. Nah. nah. The forbidden war will never be broken on WWE side. Yeah, nah. So next we got Damian Priest, one half of the tag team champions, senior money in the bank versus the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. And all I got to say is that the match was fine. The match was not bad. I think the match was above average. It just seemed like it could have just made it at Raw. Felt the same way. I was like, this does not need to be a pay-per-view match. Why was it a pay-per-view match other than they're just trying to build up this Judgment Day and Team Raw, whatever, I don't know, Team Cody feud? It really didn't serve a purpose. I mean, it was okay, like, but it was just like a made up in a raw. Like we've seen it before. I don't know. That's how I felt. Yeah, I mean, 
I mean, good for Damien, right? I mean, good, yeah. good a pay-per-view match. I mean, he's yeah. going to be world champion eventually. At least he should be, you know, assuming the contract. Bro, uh, the he's, not, he's not cashing that in successfully, bro. There's no way, bro. He has to. <laughs> There's no way, bro. He's not beating to. Gunther. He's not going to beat Seth. Because they're not going to pass up Seth versus Gunther, and they're not going to make Damien versus Gunther the the the, the card. We have until July 1st, so we'll see. We'll see, but it's not looking too good, bro. It's not looking too good. Anywho, it makes sense for Cody to win. I mean, I think Damien, Damien could continue to lose as long as he has tag team gold and the contract. You know, he's always going to be a threat with mm-hmm. those. I checking the days, man. I mean, Michael Cole kind of dropped that detail. What chapter in the story are we in next? You know, for Cody Rhodes till we yeah. get back on the road to WrestleMania mm-hmm. between him and Roman. And they obviously and they teased it, right? When Cody pulled up to SmackDown when him and Jay were the champs and him and Roman had the face off. I mean, they still want to do it. Yeah. So we'll wait till we finish the story. But till then, I the next chapter is obvious. Cody Rhodes is going into war games just like his father before him. Yep. Plus, Cody loves WCW. Have you ever noticed those details? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But loves WCWs. I mean, this is going to be a dream for him. Yeah, I they ha- they need to put Roman. I know they're they're saying he's not going to work it, but they have to. You they have to put him in war games, bro. They have to. They have to, bro. At the bare minimum, he needs to be there either defend the title or be in war games. Either or. Yeah, I, I, I want him in war games so him and Cody can be in the same ring. Even if Cody's team doesn't win, cool. But I don't know. I just feel like it will make war games way bigger if Roman is in war games. True. And I mean, plus he was in war games last year as well. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I mean, we'll see. I mean, I think on paper for me, how I would book it, not to go on. The sidebar again, but Cody, LA Knight, John Cena, Jay Uso. And for me, I think it's going to be Randy Orton because I still don't think CM Punk is coming. And then versus the Bloodline slash the Judgment Day, they, yeah. they team together. Yeah. So we shall see. With that being said, the main event LA Knight versus Roman Reigns for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. The megastar versus the tribal chief. For me, this is match of the night. Yeah, I can. Agree. For me, I can agree with that. If yeah, someone, I mean, yeah, if someone said it was, I'm not going to disagree with them. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I think the promo was awesome. It, it just really just put an emphasis on Roman's literal empire, but mm-hmm. LA Knight just rising up in the ranks of mm-hmm. popularity, and it was just it was a good match, Roman. Mm-hmm. Rarely fails to disappoint, and I'm not trying to to brown nose him, but just we've had something special these past few years, man. I mean, like we have been a part of a generation that has got to see a title reign surpass 1,000 days. I mean, before that, it was Brock Lesnar with what five, six hundred days, Universal Champion, maybe more. For that, for me, this was memorable for me as a kid. CM Punk's 434 day championship reign. Yeah, and then. Before I even started watching WWE, I think it was John Cena barely past a year, I think in 07, when he was just like unstoppable in 2006, mm-hmm. 2007. Like, and he was injured. That's why that reign ended. He he ended the reign. But we've had something special. 
creative stubbornness held Roman back for years. And it was so awesome to see three years ago in my college dorm room of the recap of SummerSlam when Roman returned with the wreck everyone in leave sure and just laid waste to the fiend and Strowman. And the rest was history with cinema. Ellie mm-hmm. Knight held his own. His first ever main event, his first ever title match on the main roster. His time will come. Yeah, for sure. He'll be a war champion. He'll be a war champion. He this time will come. No doubt about that. Yeah. Great match. Entrances were great. It was a big fight feel. Wish Byron Saxon wasn't doing the announcing, but hey, beggars can't be choosers. You hating on Byron, bro. I thought he did. I thought he did pretty good, bro. I did not mind him. I'll say that. I did not feel like I was missing anything. Unless Samantha because Samantha Irving, she does uh she does it, but I she she wasn't there, so I didn't feel like I was missing anything. Each their own, but it was a great. I know people said it was predictable. Of course, it was predictable, dude. LA Knight was going to beat him. Nah, nah. It's just, it's not going to happen until WrestleMania. It's just, it's just the fact of the matter. WrestleMania 40 is the end of one era and the beginning of a new one. Yeah. But LA Knight held his own. Great main event. I know there was a little bit of involvement in the match with Solo up on the ramp and yeah. Jimmy over Jimmy over here. But you know what? I was able to look past that just because the ref at least didn't get knocked down. Mm-hmm. So at least we kind of broke that cycle. Yeah, no ref bump. Good to go. So okay, I'm like, all right, we're heading the right direction. But yeah, I, I think this is a solid good match. I would even go as far as say it was flirting with great. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, Roman's defenses are always slow and methodical. He takes his time. They build up, build up. Roman starts off pretty dominant. Then the opponent starts to go, gets to get more dominant, and we get a couple false finishes. And then Roman individually, I mean, eventually gets the gets the W. So yeah, for sure, it it was it was good. Has its fast moments, has its nice transitions. The one or two we always remember. Yeah, I mean. I do miss when Roman would defend it on SmackDown here and there, but never one might argue. Him. No, 100%. <laughs> I mean, one, one, one might argue the man has earned this contract that he has. Yeah, I mean, sure. he's got five kids, right? I mean, I know the tribal is his gimmick, but like when man that does have a family that he wants to be there for, so understand. I mean, that's just a fan of me talking. But one just small nitpick, I, I guess it's a nitpick, do you miss? I guess two questions for you. Do you miss Roman having two belts? And do you understand why they ended up unifying them and having the gold one? I do low key miss when he had two belts just because it just looked like he was just dripping in gold. Like the thought of two belts holding it in the air is crazy. Why they unified them. They unified it was the it was the universal and the the WWE. So I guess they, since they introduced the new one, I guess they didn't want to have three main belts, you know? So, I don't know, yeah. I just ask that and bring that up because when Byron Saxton is doing the best that he can and introducing them, you know, and when Roman did this, Mm -hmm. slapping the one belt, I'm like, man, that's not the same. Yeah, when he had the two. two Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's not that's not the same. I mean, like this still goes hard, and that's always gonna go hard, whatever Mm -hmm. title you're holding, you get in their face and hold it like that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I guess just in my mind, God mode was two belts. For sure. And 
you and everybody that's been watching us knows I'm a sucker for multiple championships on one guy anyway. Yeah. I mean, just that's always going to be iconic. I almost, I almost liked it when Roman had the new one and Paul was holding both because to me that was like, it was like boxing, you know, mm-hmm. like having like having all the titles with they're they're all holding it in your team and your crew. But he reached the one thousand day mark, so I get why that was like the trigger to like give him the new belt to truly unify both. Yeah, and, it, and you kind of already said it, it would have been world title overload. Yeah, you know, there, there needs there needs to be there needs to be two world titles on the main <laughs> yeah, roster. Yeah. More than so, two, it's like because mm, yeah, nah, two's two's good. Yeah, I mean, like I don't know if you or anybody else has watched Game of Thrones, watched it us, but it's like I think of a line in that show. They're like, well, how many kings are there? You know, when there's really the one true king mm-hmm. on the Iron Throne, and in this case, that's Roman. But mm-hmm. you know, world title overload overload will like decrease the validity of it all. Yeah, for sure. Sure. Yeah, man. I I thought Crown Jewel. I thought it was an I thought it was a good all right pay per view. Yeah, it was a it was a very serviceable show. It got yeah. when it got done what it need to get done to keep us moving on the on the road to Survivor Series, which will lead us to Royal Rumble and to WrestleMania and Elimination Chamber. But yeah, but yeah, guys. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to drop some of your takes down below in the comments section. Let us know if you agree or disagree with us. Our opinions are not the right opinions. I'm CJ McClure, man. Thank God for wrestling. Yes, sir. I'm Johnny King, man. Don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, share the video. And, yeah, we'll see you on the next one. Thank God for wrestling. Peace.